0: Sentire Media.
1: Hello and welcome. Thank you very much for joining us on our little podcast from Italy. It's been a while, I think. Ciao. Hello. Yes, it's been very inconsistent. We. It's been like,
2: not even inconsistent. It's been not happening. Today
1: <laughs> is the 24th of November, a beautiful crisp. Sunday morning. We're sitting next to the fire in the kitchen. A little fireside chat. Oh, fireside chat. I like that. (laughs) This is the podcast from Italy. My name is Jason. I'm joined by my beautiful wife, Ashley. Ciao. Um, Good morning. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. I think the last time uh, we did one of these podcasts was probably a little mid-September. I think so. Uh, It's been a while. When we get busy, it's really hard for us to do this. And now that the 2013 13 season is over. Oh, I like the Oprah-esque to that. (laughs) It's Oprah! (laughs) Um since the season is over, now we have a little uh time to do this. We run wait,
2: I have to interrupt. I, I just have to say thank you to all the people who have written in and who've been listening and um asking us to restart up the podcast. It means a lot to us and uh it makes us a little excited and nervous um
1: at the same time. But we're sorry
2: it took so long in between and thanks for holding out and waiting for us, guys.
1: So we run a little I, we'll set we'll set up the podcast. Okay. It's been a while. Would you well, please go ahead, Ashley?
2: Yes, Jason. And I, uh Jason's a chef. <laughs> too, we, we'll I
1: hate that. it when you say
2: that. Um, We are American expats that decided to move to Italy, and we have a farm, inn, and cooking school um, in agriturismo, a working farm and inn called La Tavola Marche. And here we share a little slice of life with our guests and on our podcast with all of you listeners. So, Let's uh, dive right on in. What are we talking about today?
1: Uh, we're going to recap the. Let's recap. Let's recap the end of this. Oh, we have a four, we have a forty five kilo or about a hundred pound Rhodesian Ridgeback. We're looking after a dog. If and- any
2: of the guests know, it's Zoom.
1: It's Zoom and he Carolyn is, and Luke's dog. He is gorgeous and he is a very good boy and he is gigantic. He is
2: a good boy. We have to take him for
1: a walk in the morning. He well walk is not really no. accurate. He doesn't walk. He likes an hour and a half run through the hills. We take him up in the hills around the house, and he likes to smell and try to chase deer and. And the
2: hunters are scared. Shitless of him. Yeah, the
1: hunters <laughs> all have little spaniels and little tiny dogs, and, and they get, get running based, through. Yeah. and they get really nervous. You can tell, and you have to assure <laughs> him that he's really <laughs> tranquil and he's really friendly, and blah 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 blah. he's uh, a
2: good boy. All right, but continue. Oh, so
1: let's recap.
2: Recap. Yes. Um, the last of- guests have checked out. We had our forge slaughter butcher. Our annual. Um, what does your brother call it? Uh,
1: murder death death murder kill. <laughs> 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 that too. <laughs> Um, and you want to talk about it for a minute? Yeah, we had a great time. We uh, it was six days, five nights of different activities, and we um, killed, ch- we slaughtered chickens, um, and we butchered uh, pigs and, and hens and hens, and we foraged for mushrooms, and of course, did uh, cooking classes and basic uh, wine tour, and basically had a week of gastronomic week in the in the here in the autumn here in La Marca.
2: It's one of my absolute favorite programs we do because. um, it is the most challenging for the guests, um, kind of not only, uh, you know, butchering a pig, but emotionally seeing the hens run around the front yard the morning or the day before, and then the next day, you know, killing
1: them. Off with their heads? Yeah.
2: Well, it's- so it's pretty impressive to me that people um, sign up to do it. <laughs> Our neighbors are always shocked that uh, people come to you know kill chickens and things, but I think it challenges them, and it's really fulfilling, and it's truly that um, omnivore's dilemma. And well, I don't know, I think it's great.
1: I think it's great. I, I think I'm really surprised and, and, gl- and glad to see how many people dive right in and and do it yeah even and once you get the feathers off it's and it's kind of like the whole circle you gotta have to if you're gonna walk the walk you have to do it it's not my favorite thing to do um but you know it's kind of you have to well
2: and it takes a certain breed to come and do that you know choose to do that for your holiday let alone we had a couple miriam and joel and they were here on their honeymoon (laughs) That just cracks me up because I think it's not a normal... If I had a uh, sound
1: effect, I'd play it right there when you said that.
2: I just mean, that's not a normal choice for a honeymoon
1: <sighs> to go uh, butcher a pig, you know? No, it's not. That's true. Good for them.
2: I know. I thought... It just makes me proud.
1: Uh, before we had the Forge Slaughter Butcher, there was the motor Raduno or the... Um, uh, as part of the truffle festivals that make their way through Sant uh, Sant'Angelo and Apecchio and Aquilania, there's the Moto Raduno. Uh, one, I think it's the third sun, third weekend. Of, I think so. I think it was the third weekend of October. And the Moto Raduno is a big motorcycle rally. Um, and we're not. Well, we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. but but we're not talking about Harleys and guts and mustaches. We're talking about Ducatis and Moto Guzzi. Moto Guzzi and. Um,
2: and uh, Sharply dressed men in all leather <laughs> matching. And, uh, and
1: it was warm this year. It
2: was. There was a ton of people. And if you're going to go to the festival for truffles and mushrooms in Sant'Angelo, um, you know, like Jason said, it's going on all month of October. But that's the weekend to go because it's just the most festive, lively uh, night of the whole month that's for sure
1: yeah we had we walked around it was gorgeous and we were looking at pictures the other day and we had like short sleeves on i think yeah and the year before we were all
2: bundled up in coats and sweaters and stuff but
1: that's usually the first time we get our dose of um vin brulee yes uh, and roasted chestnuts chestnuts
2: (laughs) oh because they have that great old machine there too that splits them and
1: yeah vin brulee is um what they're what they call um their mold spiced wine which is really good
2: And in Germany, in German, don't they call it gluckwein?
1: I think so. Something like that,
2: which is good, too. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) At all of the Christmas festivals. Oh, it was good. uh, And um, it's been for the fall. It hasn't been like you said, we were wearing just a sweater or no jackets. It was uh,
1: mild. Uh, yeah, it's been wet but very mild. We haven't gotten our first frost yet. They're expecting snow this weekend. This, what? What? Uh, what? Of End of
2: November, and we haven't had our first yeah, frost. Yeah, we have our first frost
1: since we've been here in six years. This is the latest we've no, we've gone without our first frost.
2: Yeah, in fact, the garden is still producing. If there was anything <laughs> left,
1: I have escarole, endive. Um, the tomatoes are done. The peppers are done. Actually, I got a few peppers the other day. I mean, we've just eaten them all. Cabbage. The cabbage. We have cabbages still. We have. Um, Kale or um, black Tuscan cabbage, and
2: of course stuff that we had already pulled, like the potatoes and stuff. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And um, why? And we went on. We'll talk about it in a little bit. But we went. Uh, we went away on uh, holiday for a couple for a couple days, and when we were gone, we told our neighbors <laughs> and friends to please eat all this stuff before it goes bad. So. They did. When they did. We, <laughs> when we came back, there was no more broccoli, no, no more cauliflower, no more tomatoes. Yeah, everyone did.
2: It was funny because Carolyn and Luke were feeding the chickens and hens, uh, or the chickens and hens, the, the cats and the hens, and saying everyone was getting fat, including them, because they were eating all the vegetables from the garden, too.
1: <laughs> and I thought it was great. Do you have any coffee left?
2: Oh, you always steal. You're the cookie monster. Can you me, always steal the just, coffee, too. I'll make
1: another I'll make another He cappuccino.
2: makes a really good cappuccino. And the key is whole milk, folks. <laughs> <laughs> is that the key? Well, and having someone else make it for you. It always tastes better. But none of this low-fat 2% soy... It's whole milk all the way. You just like
1: that. You just like how whole milk tastes. Oh,
2: yeah! It's got the extra thick foam. It's creamy. Well,
1: since we since the season's over and we're not and no more people and we're not running around as much, I made the proclamation that um, we should have low fat milk in the house. And it's not regular like American I, style. No, it's 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 plenty fat. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's plenty good. But it doesn't make the morning cappucho taste the same, does it? Mm-mm. I know. I said, bring it back! <laughs> um, okay, so we digress. So we finished off the, se- uh, the season a lot. Um, what else before the season was over? Good tomato harvest we got. Mm-hmm. Um, pumpkins Uh, pumpkins were good you did
2: like 12 variety of pumpkins or something it was crazy i have that one picture of all of them and there's some that are even almost almost pink and the yellow ones and the ugly ones and the sweet ones it was great you did so many pumpkin dishes i really enjoyed it Uh,
1: no major catastrophes for the end of the season no big no stories no no foxes eating you know yeah because we
2: we didn't we didn't slaughter all of them, so we still have some, and it's so pretty anticlimactic in that sense. However, we did close up shop and bust the hell out of here two days later. Uh, <laughs>
1: the last people left on, let's say, a Monday, and we were gone on Tuesday, on Wednesday morning, and we uh, didn't really properly close the place down. Like,
2: no, it was like throw, throw all everything this shit over, over put here, put all this stuff in here,
1: and we'll <laughs> deal with it when we get back. So that's what we've been doing since we've been back. Um, Um,
2: including and it was all my fault you wanted to do it so many times the wood
1: yeah the wood oh
2: my god you're almost done you've Um, spent the whole week since we've been
1: home stacking and and moving moving wood wood. um we had wood sitting up there we got busy so when they delivered the when perangelo brought over the wood and dumped it in the driveway I just threw a tarp over it and didn't have time. And
2: it's not like you schedule a time or it's any rhyme or reason. You just see him on the road and you say, hey, I need some wood.
1: And he brings it by. And he
2: brings it by when he has a chance. Sometimes it's that same afternoon, shockingly. Other times it's two and a half weeks later. So it's just the luck of the draw. So we got that dump of wood and
1: it was like, how many quintale? 50.
2: Which is like what in? I, I don't know. Cords? Is or that what it is yeah, in America? I'm not
1: sure. It's, a, it's enough wood to... Last, uh, uh, it's, it's half of what we got, what we normally get is the second dosage.
2: So, but it's enough to get us through the winter or the whole year?
1: No, it's half of what we need for the winter. 50 quintals. So we're, we're going to need another delivery. No. Cause we already had, we already had about 30 oh, okay. and then what we have, what he'll bring us in the spring.
2: I thought we had just long stuff.
1: No. Okay. No, we're good. Okay. But, um, it's out there and it got wet. It got really <laughs> wet. We got a big rainstorm when we went away and um so now we're stacking wet wood i'm such an idiot and
2: luke was so funny because was like, such an idiot you, you know uh, the dutch we are very good at water not landscaping house planning or something and he said this whole like water systems and that when he was coming by to feed the cats and the chickens that he was seeing he noticed that the watt where the wood was dumped waiting to be stacked was like directly in a essentially what became a river <laughs> From rainwater, and he just was like, oh my god, what a disaster. I know, it was standing
1: mud that the it, wood it was, was in. It was crazy, so I really I really screwed up right there. So um, this week we've been moving wood, we've been putting up the beautiful plastic... Uh, The plastic that we put in the kitchen to uh, keep the cold air out of the dining room and out of the entryway. Because, ladies and gentlemen, we live in a stone farmhouse where now no one is coming over. And we can't afford to heat this whole house. But what we do have is a nice fireplace in our kitchen. So we have a beautiful arch that leads from the kitchen to the uh, sala or the dining room. So I put big – just like you'd go to the grocery store and they have the like – Plasticky strips. Well, by mine- the meat mark,
2: by the meat or the cheese. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. But this
1: is just a big plastic sheet, and it does an amazingly good job of just keeping the kind of cold air out. Mm-hmm. And I do that also in the uh, entryway.
2: It's real classy. We had some people <laughs> stop by, um, actually, just yesterday for dinner.
1: <laughs> like six. We got some just poppins
2: and they wanted to have. It was so weird. It was like a cold night and it was six twenty. 20 gaji was here and gaji kept making fun of him why would they come at this time Why? who comes all the way down this road at this time without calling to come for dinner what did they think and they just wanted to talk what and but i was so embarrassed because I, first of all i just got out of the shower and secondly they had to walk through the entryway which right now is filled with laundry and laundry bags because we just closed the whole house down there's walk past stacked chairs <laughs> garbage bins garbage bins and then walk through, through plastic. the plastic <laughs> and jason's like would you like our card you can come back in the spring when we open after easter i thought oh my god if this if they weren't impressed enough already <laughs> oh my god. i
1: didn't think about that uh, oh. so so yeah so we have some work to do now that we're back home and uh it's back to reality
2: i know i'm trying to figure out potted plants oh
1: throw out your question
2: i if any of the guests who are who have been here are listening I have this like Australian bushy plant (laughs) that's on the corner of the our little house up by the driveway and it has like red cattails kind of thing i don't even know i just want to know what to do with it i can't remember what it's called (laughs) so i can't look it up and i want to know if i should wrap it and leave it outside if i should bring it in i keep thinking australia doesn't get that cold does it no so it wouldn't be good to leave it outside probably not (sighs) do i cut it back i don't know i have so many questions
1: well, but I, I don't even
2: know first question is what the hell is it called? Yeah,
1: you got to re- you got to go look that up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Australian bushy plant.
2: That's red. It's got red bits to it. <laughs>
1: um well, we left at the uh, beginning of November and now it is the towards the end of November and man has the season changed the Oh air my changed. gosh. We had really nice um rain so the colors this year are great. The Well,
2: Pierangelo, um for the first time since we've lived here, we are um growing grano. Grain. Which type? I don't know. (laughs) He just keeps saying grano. (laughs) And is that right or wrong? (laughs) Totally. Just grano. Grano. (laughs) (laughs) he um turned the soil and before and planted. I didn't realize he'd planted. I just knew it took him a hell of a long time to turn everything. I thought, what the hell? And so when we left it was just fields that looked of turned earth and it was that dark brown it was gorgeous and it had been warm it looked great and we've come back and it's like freaking spring it's electric green out in all the fields and new shoots it looks great i mean he's really gotten some early growth it It took took. (laughs) now that took now that took (laughs) So it does. It looks great, but what what I can't remember why we were talking about that.
1: I can't either. We're all over the place. Today. <laughs> um, what uh, else? The, so
2: we did. We went on our vacation. Do you want to talk about our vacation? Uh yeah, first trip back to the States. Yeah. It was crazy. It was great to uh it was great to here American, <laughs> here American. English, and uh, we had some barbecue. We had a long layover in Austin, Texas, and um, got to spend time doing it the Texas style with uh, barbecue and tailgating and little uh, Longhorns football. It was great.
1: It was a lot of fun, and uh, it felt it felt good to be back in America for just a little bit, but it is good to be home.
2: It is. I also declared I wanted a taco a day diet.
1: Talk and a day
2: diet. Chips and salsa as much as possible. I feel like I gained five pounds within five minutes. <laughs> I had a root beer. Root beer. It was great to like. I'll take a root beer with everything.
1: <laughs> root beer. <laughs> uh, what did I? Root? And oh, and then we,
2: oh, were you going to say something about America? No. What? Oh well, then we met your brother, and Jason proceeded to have a plate of bacon a day. Oh man, we met, <laughs> I,
1: met, I only get to see my brother once a year. I, we try to meet up in the fall. And um, this time we went into one of those kind of places where you don't have to worry, leave the place. You, and they just do everything. And uh, I can't pass up bacon. Oh, my God. I'm so He'll sad. be
2: saying on the way to breakfast, I'm not going to eat anything. I'm not going to have anything. I'm just going to have some coffee. I definitely do not want bacon. Whatever you do, don't let me have bacon. As soon as I turn around at the breakfast buffet, he's piling up with bacon.
1: <laughs> this was really, actually pretty good bacon. It wasn't those... Super thin, stupid – they were like good thick sliced bacon. I'm a sucker. It doesn't We got back home – the pictures at the beginning of the trip versus the pictures towards the end, like getting on the plane to go home, Uh the face got a little fatter. Yes. Yes, it did. It was fun though. It was great just to relax. But it's back to reality. It's back to surviving by trying to stay warm and burning wood. And um, uh, the other day uh, I went to – Tuesdays, town? yeah, and Piobico is Fushiani, the meat and cheese guy, it's the fish guy, it's the porchetta guy. It's and, the proverbial water cooler. Yeah, it's the water. It's, yeah, it's the boys' hangout, and um, it was a nice morning, so a lot of people were there. And this guy, I forget, even if I remembered his name, it doesn't matter, no one would know. Uh, <laughs> let's call him the, the the guy from the hills. This guy who lives up in the hills, who's literally, I think he said he was 88 years old came out of the hills and down to the market on, on Tuesday. And as he walked up, I was down there. Everyone was like, oh, you know, so-and-so. Oh, my God. And everyone comes out of their little – stops what they're doing and comes out of their trucks and pats on the back and handshakes and kisses. And what have you been up to? How have you been? It's been too long. Blah, 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 blah. Well, apparently this guy lives <laughs> – like in the hills above or near the um the sheep castle, the Castello de Piccolo, um by where Gaju lives. Somewhere up in the hills in the, in this house that
2: Between town between between Pio Bico. Bico
1: and R Road where and I don't even I don't really even know exactly where he does live. I think Kind of know, but he doesn't have a car, or he has like an op, and he really doesn't come out of town down here a lot. I don't know what. The no, story it was, was a big to do. It was a big to do that everyone stopped what they're doing. So of course, Fushiani invites him into the bar to go have a coffee and uh, talk. So everyone goes, you know, now we're, you know, eight people together, nine people walking into the bar together, still back slapping and, <laughs> and, you know, uh, talking. And this guy's got just How you keeping on. warm? How you doing? Looking good. Yeah. 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 Looking good. Oh, Where's yeah. What did you catch? You, how are the truffles? How's the hunting? You know, uh-huh. you know blah, blah, blah. Um, so uh, the uh, barista lady, she, what is everyone going to have? Oh, I, have a, uh, I have a cafe orzo. I have a cafe, 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 cafe Corretto. I want a cafe Macchiato. Gets the old guy. I'll have a double vodka with a twist of lemon. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone looks at him. And Bushiana goes, Really? Like with this wide ass grin on his face, like, really? And he goes, Yeah, I've been I've gotten accustomed to having a little uh alcohol in the morning. A little nip in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And the guy did and he took his double vodka. And it's not like like you could tell that's all he wanted. Like that's what. It's uh, not like yeah. he was going to go back home and drink more. You could tell he took a shot of vodka or a shot of grappa or whatever in the morning, and that's what
2: they always say. That's like the secret to longevity. Yeah, like, he those did old People he wanted... who are ninety-something years old, and they're like, "I have a the, nip of gin every day." But the twist of lemon, very, uh-huh. rough, you know, very. Yeah, yeah. It's not just shooting. It's it's a bit more refined. Yeah. Speaking of a good drink, we had awesome freaking. <sighs> dirty martinis
1: in barcelona there's a place called dry martini in barcelona and if you get in just google it or if you get in a cab ask anyone seriously told me she was taking me to a mixologist (laughs) and i pictured some 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 asshole with spiky (laughs) hair and like leather leather uh leather bracelets (laughs) Uh mixing up some this guy's what's your mood and i'll make a drink for you (laughs) (laughs) throw me out three adjectives Go. I'll make a drink. <laughs> uh, and some guy's spinning records. No, no, no. This place was... The man's name was Paco. He's been making... He's been uh, working there for 35 years. This guy's the real deal. And uh, White coat? White coat, black bow tie. The whole pomp and circumstance oh, with the hands yeah? as he s- like spritzes spritzes the <laughs> lime at, at the end and then the way he stirs the martini with the big uh, long spoon with the
2: stirred not shaken yeah
1: stirred not shaken and then just the way he does everything and um it was graceful it was a, he was a maestro he was he was awesome and this place was really cool i felt like a big i felt like an adult it's i know like, I, we walked in i'm like Oh, oh, my God. This is where adult... This is adult. I know. <laughs> and it's a place you
2: would smoke a cigar. You Yeah. You, it's, know? you know? And, I've, oh, a nice little touch was the doors to the kitchen. They have a restaurant, like, a couple doors down. And... To, to get there, you have to walk th- You walk through the kitchen to get to the dining room, and the sign on the door says, Speakeasy. And I just thought that was really cool. It made it feel extra fun. I don't know. I loved it. I loved that he used all the right tools, like you said. His ice cubes were the size of- using- Shot glasses. Uh-huh. It looks
1: like he took shot glasses and, um, and just made ice cubes out of-
2: It was- um, Incredibly delicious! I'll never forget that. Best martini I ever had. Seriously. I highly
1: recommend it. Bar- I recommend Spain. I know we talked about Italy on this podcast, but Spain is awesome. Spain is Dr. Gaggi approved. It is Gaggi <laughs> approved. He said we when we got back, he's like, "How was everything?" And we were like, "You know, how was America? How was the beach?" Blah blah blah. And we said, "Fine, fine." We said, "But Spain." Mm-hmm. He goes, "Yeah, oh yeah, you eat well. Some better than sometimes better than Italy." Mm-hmm. And it's that's a, for the Godster to say that that's a big deal. Um, sp- so raw bacala. Yeah. The, just the seafood. Sp- oh my God. I don't know. We haven't, we went to Spain in like 2002, something like that, maybe 10 years ago. And, um, it was great. We had a great time, but for, I don't know, Spain, it, we just went back, Barcelona, you know, just for a quick weekend type thing, couple days and Barcelona's got it going on. I like it. And
2: you can speak um, Italian and listen to the – they'll respond in Spanish and it seems like we were able to have conversations and
1: – I forgot all my Spanish. I can't remember it. All I think yeah, it but most of Italian your Spanish out. probably
2: was not uh, –
1: Proper. Proper no.
2: anyway. Um,
1: but if you just say I'm sorry. We, we just spoke Spanish, Italian. We say we were sorry. We only speak Italian. And they say, yeah, no problem. Just speak slow. We'll, we'll figure it out. It was great. They spoke Ita- Spanish back to us. All good. Oh, i um, sorry. I'm staring at the fire. I know. The it starts is, uh,
2: hypnotizing you.
1: The fire is mesmerizing.
2: Ooh, today I'm really excited because we're going to Beltrami's. Oh, that's right. I Bel- know. So Who's we- Beltrami? Beltrami Vittorio. Can I have another He's sip the- of your
1: coffee? Oh, my God.
2: He's the Einstein of cheese.
1: The Einstein <laughs> of cheese.
2: He looks like it. He's totally kooky.
1: He doesn't look like Einstein. He looks like um, Doc. Professor Brown from uh, – is that Doc Brown Doc, from uh, Doc. Back to the Future?
2: He does. He's got wild hair and a crazy look in his eye. And <laughs> he's, mad about, uh, he's mad about cheese, that's for sure. So he makes the famous formaggio di Foss, uh, the pit cheese that is totally unique to northern Lamarque, southern emilia And it's a cheese that um, is aged in cotton sacks in pits. And there's a couple – Um, kind of histories to why they did this, but mainly to um, hide their food from pillagers and sackers.
1: Is that true? Uh I didn't know that.
2: And it just was a luck of the draw that it aged so well. And they're misshapen and they're ugly as sin and stinky, stinky,
1: Oh, my God. They smell like pits, pits and feet. Pits and
2: feet. Pits and feet big time, like sweaty pits and feet. And they pull them up and you... People in the know or invited friends um, get to come, and it's today at Beltrami's place in Cartoceto, and um, they're opening the pits at noon and pulling out the cheese. You
1: gotta. This isn't for everyone. You no, can't, you, can't you gotta just be in show the know. Up. You can't. You know, you're, you gotta be somebody, baby. Exactly.
2: So I'll take some pics, and we'll have a wonderful pasta with um, formaggio di fossa. It's great, and it's a nice day. Yeah, it's uh, well. Well, oh, and P.S. Speaking of the weather, P.S. They can't get that. They can't get it right to save their lives. Oh my god, we've been. (laughs) Do not use Il Matteo punto eat.
1: (laughs) Yeah, don't use that. Even
2: though we do, it, it it changes constantly. First of all, and like not slightly, dramatically, it'll go from down pores, to sunny skies.
1: Ashley's just realized this fact because I don't think you really look at the weather during this summer. Do you? No, because it's sunny. I know. <laughs> I pay more, much more close attention to the weather for the garden, and I got the um, the weather station <clears throat> that I got a couple years ago. Um, the internet's never... The, the That thing's never, ever, ever, ever right. It's right once in a while. It's generally right. Like, yes, today is unstable, but what you say... <laughs> You know, it's going to have drizzle between twelve and three. Pff, whatever they have they no have idea. idea. It, it might drizzle. From, it might not. It's
2: gone from a dusting of snow to a full blown two day snowstorm. Yeah, Ashley's,
1: <laughs> Ashley's up in arms this morning. She turns on the computer, rolls out of bed, turns on the computer, goes. We go right to the weather because it felt cold last night.
2: Yeah, and it was just. I keep checking like a <laughs> mad, maniac because I just was, keep feeling it. I know. I feel like we're going to have a big snowstorm.
1: She was very much uh, enraged
2: and excited. <laughs>
1: I think you felt like, I don't understand, I want my money back, that no, went from a dusting of snow to like, oh, you guys are going to get a snowstorm. No,
2: I felt uh, vindicated, actually, because I kept you? saying I felt like that's what the weather is going to be. We'll see if that really is. But now that they're calling for it to be a lot of snow, it won't happen.
1: <laughs> well, that mean, well, I have to change the tires. I have to put the oh, um, my gosh. winter tires on. I need to get the, I need to do some car maintenance, car maintenance.
2: Mm, we've been hauling wood in it. It's a disaster. Oh my God.
1: It's so just. Dis- our car is so disgusting. Oh my God. And
2: since then the wood was muddy, there's like mud streaks on the sides of the doors. Awesome. On,
1: on the seats. I might just take the seats out of the back of the car and lay down wood because.
2: We have to be these people who put soon like um, towels and blankets over the seats before we can even get <laughs> in because it's, it's so, so good bad. Seriously. I'm thinking about that going up now for getting... people at home.
1: Like, wow, they must have a really old car. Why, what's going on? Why? Why is their car so old? No, no, no. Our car we bought in four years ago. It should still be plenty new. I rolled it
2: down a hill,
1: and, and we use it as a garbage truck.
2: Yeah, and it it has taken a beating on our road.
1: It has taken a beat. The shocks are pre- the the suspension is pretty much fried, and we use it as garbage truck.
2: But the battery is so strong.
1: No one knows. Why would you say that? No one knows what you're talking about. Now you have to explain the whole thing.
2: No, I don't. Let's just keep oh, going. Oh,
1: man. Okay. So we were at the car show. At the car show. And we're with my our friend Craig. And who's we're looking, a car guy. Who's a car guy. We're looking at all the cars. And... Um, Like wow, check this one out. I forget; it doesn't even matter what it was. And Ashley, very seriously, like she's (laughs) like like, matter of fact. Like oh, must have a really big battery if it goes that fast, huh? (laughs) We look at her and go, "What?" She's like, "Yeah." Craig
2: was silent, and I. Craig looks at me like,
1: "Are you gonna bust her on this, or am I just going to? Are we gonna have to let this go?"
2: I read it that he looked at Jason like, "Yeah, duh. Don't you know that?" just proceeded to bust out laughing and make tons of fun of me for years i had no idea i really thought it must be true
1: that the bigger the battery the faster the car that it was like stronger yeah okay very good all right so uh let's see here we've got fushari story um what do we do now oh we have questions do you do you remember who uh, who you were supposed to give your shout outs to
2: no. um, We'll do shout-outs next week. Uh,
1: okay, so we have some questions, though. Here you read the questions.
2: Oh, well, we had the question about um the Truffle Mafia and that the the, um, the listener— Oh, the
1: guy from San Francisco. Yeah, I, I think it's his... Mike
2: from San Francisco.
1: Okay, Mike from San Francisco, you're on.
2: Coming at ya! Caller, are you there? <laughs>
1: Line one. Caller, call in. <laughs> uh, he asked about the Truffle Mafia, and he saw some 60 Minutes thing about the Truffle Mafia. And um, we uh, – there's definitely big business out here. Truffles oh, yeah. are big. Secret stuff. And when there's a lot of money involved, I put past nothing because you're talking about something that costs between, two, you know, 1,500 and 5,000 euro a kilo depending on the time of year.
2: Um, one of our f- friends who is in the truffle business, his father was telling us about um, sending truffles to – I think they were going to Japan um, having a problem at customs. And thank God Customs had a refrigerator because otherwise they would have lost 40,000 euro
1: worth of truffles. And you just think, oh, my God. Um, So, yeah,
2: big money. When
1: you add big money to something that is wild, that just kind of grows and it's not – I don't know. When you add big money, especially to people out here who don't have big money – Anything can happen. If there's a Truffle Mafia, there might be. I don't know. There might be. I've never seen it. All I know I no know, one wants to tell you anything. All I know is I am not – I've been shown how to cook everything in the world, the best place to get the meat, the best this, the best that. Here's how you make this. No problem. They're totally into showing you everything. Truffles, Not. no one that I've asked would has really – gone out of their way to show me anything about truffle.
2: No, in fact, they'll give you a truffle to say, don't follow me into the woods. (laughs) Yeah, like I'll
1: see people coming out of the woods especially when we first moved out here and ask them stuff and they would just pat me on the head and give me a truffle.
2: But like some of the people who we have set up um, truffle hunts with for our guests will kind of in without so many words make it clear they'll take the guests but they're not going to take Jason
1: um, into the woods with them
2: (laughs) because they come back to the same place. So
1: Hold on, go. that's a big point. Go over that. That they come,
2: that, that they, the truffles, the truffles return. will return to um, the same area that they're from because they grow at the roots of these trees and they need, or certain bushes and they need that uh, little, uh, what would that be called? Micro system climate. They need the. M-
1: Whatever. Generally speaking, the truffle, if you find a truffle under a certain tree, it usually returns year after year after year.
2: And that's why it's so hard to try to cultivate them because part of that spontaneous growth isn't so spontaneous but i don't know very confusing and that's what makes it worth so much money and we've heard horror stories of we i think we've talked about it um truffle hunters poisoning um each other's dogs and baiting them with um like meatballs with arsenic and um truffle oil and the dog will eat that and die and then you take out the truffle hunt the dog and essentially the truffle hunter for many years until he can buy and train a new dog
1: so it is kind of ugly business. It's big business. It's kind of crazy that this market is so valuable.
2: It's also hysterical. Sorry to interrupt. It's also crazy to think the the men on the front line. Because uh, when you see these Trouble Hunter guys, half of them uh, have a few teeth. You know, their fly is down, or they're you know they're walking around with the. They've just been out in the woods. And Ashley's and-
1: <laughs> the with How many? <laughs> men come would, out of the woods with their flies down you
2: would be surprised i ha- it's just shocking and i think they pee outside a lot but it's like i've come across so many old guys out in the woods and it's like <laughs> and it's just like oh my god and it's just a mess and you think these old guys are who are discovering and the first um the finders of these oh, truffles the front lines
1: of the truffles so I'm sure there's some kind of organization to it um well, every all, the tr- hand. all the all the all the guy every time it touches a hand someone's exactly. making money off of it so whether it's a loose base mafia or really an organized type thing.
2: The the truffle hunter who we're friends with and his um, nephew, who's the seller, he likes to say, look at my car. He's the truffle hunter and he drives a little beat up panda and he goes, and look at the Kermanchante's car. The truffle the dealer. The dealer's car.
1: And the dealer's <laughs> driving a Range Rover and he's got you know, all the Italian clothes on and he's got uh-huh. the cell phone plastered to Shiny puppy ear.
2: jacket, yeah. So it's um, pretty obvious there's a lot of money being made for sure, but uh, it's interesting. Our friends from Perennial Plate just made a video about it too.
1: So uh, it that's out. that's the deal with the truffles. Give me a nice, beautiful porcini uh, any day. True. However, we went mushroom hunting a bunch this fall, and it was not great. Um, we just didn't go. We went, but we didn't go. We went because we had to go this day for You're right, uh, for the guests. For the guests, it wasn't the best the day. Optimal f- day. No, You're no, right. No, 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 You're right. If we had more time, we would have got. I think we would have gotten mushrooms, a ton of mushrooms this year.
2: So another question we get a lot is, what do we do without guests now that our season has come to an end? Since we have seasonal work, so obviously we said immediately that we travel, (laughs) we get out of the house.
1: Uh, Yeah, we're stuck at the house basically for six, seven months straight, like Um, day and I, I I rarely. Ashley doesn't leave a lot, (laughs) and. so the literally usually as soon as the guests leave, the next day or two we get out of here. Mm-hmm. And we usually go away for a couple weeks, yeah, ten days, whatever. Um, and then when we come back, uh, it's cleanup, and then um, we ch- have to start. We live all of our red tape for the end of the year. What it's do I not mean by very that?
2: smart? Like all of the paperwork to renew our visa and all the of the business paperwork and I don't know why we do it but we do. And then it's stupid because I don't know is it stupid or smart? We put it all off and then you just spend one week do- banging it all out and it's done
1: or uh, one you- month yeah. It'll be a month.
2: <laughs> yeah. We have to collect all these papers. We and and have to go run around signatures. and go to
1: get signatures and stamps and documents and blah, 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 blah. And I
2: love our little town of Sant'Angelo Vado because this is one of the pleasures of living in a small town. When we go to the Comune office for any of our residency paperwork, they know who we are. We don't have to bring even photo ID of any sort. We ask for a copy of our certificate of residency and the, the family form that we live together as a family. And it's like a Euro 60. (laughs) It's a bunch of catching up. How you doing? Oh, do you know the Americans? They live way down that far road out in the middle of nowhere. And And it was funny. We were in
1: that office and it was a new, a new young girl. And we told her, listen, I'm sorry. We don't have any of our documents. Uh, Ashley forgot her passport and her uh, everything. everything." (laughs) And we're going in there asking for a document, uh, basically a government document that says you are a resident and this is who you are. And uh, it was funny, just two people popped their heads out from different offices and like, oh, I know them. Uh (laughs) Oh hi, we (laughs) need
2: Oh, you don't know the Americans. Yes. So that
1: that was really nice.
2: It is. And (sighs) things are progressing in Italy, let's say. Uh, the stamp was now a printed stamp.
1: Oh, it was a digital stamp. A digital stamp. So the Italians love ink. They love stamps. They love taking the stamp and putting it into the ink and then smacking it with the stamp. And like you said, they they
2: have like a um like a tree stand to hold all their stamps
1: yeah they might have a dozen different stamps and it's almost something you get
2: used to you like you just the sound that you don't like. that you means kn- that you're done that's what i was just <laughs> oh sorry sue exactly you know that your transaction is done once you've heard like the bump bump chink and you know okay once i've heard the stamp hit three times i've done and
1: <laughs> when, so she, I, when <laughs> she did it she just handed it to us and i was like um you're not done yet. <laughs> I know. You,
2: <laughs> you said it twice. You were like, "Wait,
1: wait, wait." I'm like, "Wait, where's the stamp?" Because I know as soon as we get up to that immigrate, you know, up to the questora for the immigration, they're going to be like, "Where's the stamp and the signature?" So she's like, "Oh no, look, it's right there." She's like, "Look, if it makes you feel better, I'll sign the the digital stamp." And I'm like, "Ashley said something." To I go, like, oh. "Whoa, Italy's like becoming M- moving forward." Yeah. <laughs> she's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, <laughs> not so fast." <laughs> <laughs> oh tropo moderna <laughs> um and then let's see what else do we do during the um not once that's we'll start going uh through each room yeah. with a pad and paper we have to do our budgeting for the you know it's uh, change the website
2: yeah we're redoing the website and um redoing the recipes and standardizing and updating them and all of that and making them printable so a lot of um website um stuff like that. planning
1: for next year um Doing different, doing different, um, putting together different things. Uh-huh. Of course, I'm being Still very. Still working big. on the book. My God. It'll then, be great though. And then, um, before you know it, it'll be Christmas and then it's. You oh know. my gosh. I, Christmas is so soon. I
3: know.
2: Thanksgiving is on Thursday. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there too, by the way.
1: BTW. <laughs> Pie night. Um,. And then before you know it, it'll be like, oh my god, it's the new year, and it's time to start doing the fixes. This year, we need to paint the inside of the house. The, basically, paint the whole interior of the house. Um, I'd like to do a little bit of work on the stone. We're gonna. Before you know it, it's gonna be garden time. Oh my God. So it's not as much sitting on your butt. Well, we're as trying
2: you think. not to get as
1: fat. Yeah. Fat-ish. Normally, we. I last year I took <laughs> up baking bread, which was a big bad
2: mistake. bad.
1: bad. <laughs>
2: It was a delicious mistake that stayed on it's our my favorite. mistake. <laughs> we were both fat until pretty ha- long into spring. It yeah. felt like the bread, those carb pounds on your thighs um, do not I go just, away. You
1: know, I, if you're a, if you have no job and you know, you have the winter off, you can bake bread every day. Mm-hmm. And I did. And someone's going to eat it.
2: Oh my gosh. And I keep looking. I'm trying not to get fat. Oh God, you told us a shocking Fact. Well, who, who knows? Really, with him, his idea—he's coming from a cardiologist. Um, we asked how many eggs a week is um, a good allowance. What is a proper dosage? Because we have the—we still have eight hens alive, and they're
1: freaking—they're producing more now than they were. When I
2: know. Jason's like, are they doing two a days? Because they—we have a ton of eggs.
1: So also, we it's thought, only two of us now. And it's so only it's, two
2: of us. Yeah. So we thought, okay, well, we'll have like two eggs three times a week maybe. And he was like, no. He
1: suggested two eggs a week. Yeah. I said, does that include pasta? Because well, I, I don't think pasta is included in anything. I don't think they... No, no, no. Well, pasta is not eggs. What are you talking about? Exactly, pasta's not exactly. eggs. Exactly. He didn't include that. No.
2: But I thought... Oh, that oh, sounds probably no. about
1: right, I would think.
2: And I said, but I thought... That eggs were good for you, and I understand the cholesterol thing, but I said, like a farmer's diet, all of these like old school recipes have tons of eggs and stuff. And he said, yeah, but they didn't live to be very old. It's <laughs> like, oh, correct.
1: I, so, I'm gonna go in and get a blood analysis this This is my first blood analysis. I'm gonna be thirty five years old. It's time. Ooh, old man. do you think oh it, man, take a look at your life. Uh, do you think it's going to just say? fat pork fat it's fat <laughs> <laughs> we've got your blood analysis back jason it says pork <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness so uh before we know it it's going to be time to start buying wine and getting ready and um i can definitely say i'm glad the season is over it was a long season it seemed to me like the uh august september october lasted for the last third was forever
3: i wasn't
2: i just felt like for me july and august when it's that so it was so hot that uh it wasn't that hot no i know it wasn't so bad but i'm just that like the heat i think is more exhausting for me than having the guests
1: um all right uh but um but I'm it, was. Sure we'll, it was a long season. It was a long season. I'm sure once Easter rolls around, we'll be ready again. Of
2: course. Oh, good times, though. Sitting now by the fire, the dog at our feet. And um, should we wrap it up? We've I don't know. How much, how, much
1: time, how much time do we got?
2: 42 minutes. Whoa! Whoa.
1: Hold the phone. Anything else else on that list that we didn't cover? Yeah.
2: I was saving for the end. So instead of a word of the week or something like that, I want to share um, a song, each podcast, um, off my dinner playlist. Um, Because my dinner playlist and cooking class playlist get a lot of... A lot of props. A lot of, a lot of guests enjoy it. And I thought it would be fun to share a different song, um, whether it be Italian or old or fun, that um, is on that playlist. So this week will be the first one. And I think it's very fitting. L'Italiano. We used it in our um, video about cafe. And um, it's made by... Which you
1: can find on U- our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm.
2: How to Make a Proper Cafe. And uh, the artist is Massi and... Uh, Fatone, I think, F-A-T-O-N-E, and I'll make sure to have a link in all the info, so um, uh, okay,
1: we'll let it play well, out with that. Well, 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 I'll start the music and post, but now you're going to take us home, you're going to bring us home.
2: Thanks for listening, everyone, thanks for being patient, thanks for um, sending us messages on email and Facebook and through our website, and, and just the outpour to come back. <laughs> it was great. Thank you, guys. You can find us um, on our website, com on Facebook, Twitter. Um, you can send us an email at info at com. Tumblr, YouTube, um, anywhere, really. Just uh, type it in. (laughs) And um,
1: if you have any questions or suggestions, keep keep them coming because that's great. great.
2: We've got – I really appreciate everyone who contacted us, seriously.
1: Not enough to go and get their names so you can We're inside
2: by the fire.
1: (laughs) Very, very good. Next week. Next
2: week we'll do a shout-out section.
1: Wasn't this a much better take than the first one? This is take number two. Oh, my
2: God. Yeah. I still think the first one was more impulsive and raw.
1: Thank you very much for listening. Have a great, have a great day.
0: Ciao. Ciao.
2: Con la chitarra in mano,
0: lasciatemi cantare. Sono un italiano. Buongiorno Italia, gli spaghetti al dente, è un partigiano come presidente sempre nella mano destra, Ganarino sopra la finestra. Buongiorno Italia con i tuoi artisti, con troppa America sui manifesti, con le canzoni, con amore, con il cuore, con mio donne sempre meno suore. Buongiorno Italia, buongiorno Maria, con gli occhi pieni di malinconia, buongiorno Dio. Sai che ci sono anch'io. Lasciatemi cantare con la chitarra in mano. Lasciatemi cantare una canzone piano piano. Lasciatemi cantare perché ne sono fiero. Sono un italiano italiano vero due Italia che non si spaventa con la crema da barba lamenta con un vestito cessato su blu e la noviola la domenica in tv la giorno Italia col caffè distretto le calze nuove nel primo cassetto con la tintoria nascendo giù di carrozzeria. buongiorno Italia buongiorno Maria con gli occhi pieni di maliconia buongiorno Dio lo sai che ci sono anch'io lasciatemi cantare con la chitarra in mano lasciatemi cantare Piano piano, lasciatemi cantare, perchè ne sono fiero. Sono un italiano, un italiano vero.